Okay, we shared the Kleenex box on this episode. Let me ask you this. Are there issues or behaviors that get in the way of you? I mean, the happy to be me, you. What do I mean? Well, today I wear my pastor's hat on behalf of happiness and joy. I share what it feels like to struggle with behaviors that you've wrestled with for years. Yep, this pastor, author, life coach, and go-getting entrepreneur, I unpack in heartfelt moments behaviors that uh, we just assume leave behind closed door. Now I have you curious. Three things to remove off our checklist. Changing where the seed of destiny has been planted. Freedom from negative recycling behaviors. Grace, the unseen essence of heaven that effortlessly brings freedom. And freedom tastes so good, you can't even find words. Hello from the Pacific Northwest. This is Kristen from KristenWombach.com, and you're listening to Intentional Now Podcast. Answer me this. How does a Baptist farm girl from Oregon stumble upon the mystical nature of Christ, the love of God? If you're like me, Jesus has redefined what you used to say yes to. Join me and my guest on a mystical journey But before we talk about the spiritual woo-woo, you need to know I am totally sold out to Jesus. It's amazing what the love of God reveals. Hello, dear listening family, and how are you today? (laughs) I am well. The spring weather here has slowly and surely warmed up here in the Pacific Northwest. So most of the people here in the West Coast have already planted their gardens. My husband usually always plants hot peppers and lots of tomatoes. Me, I'm more of a flower kind of gal and it's so exciting. So we have a pergola in the back um, of the house And I put flower boxes along some of the framework edging that's up high so that they have plenty of room to drape and vine. And yeah, my fuchsias are just getting ready to open up their first buds. I just love it. It's so much fun. Yeah. So I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And what really works well for me is let's take a moment to breathe in and breathe out. Just relax. Remember why we're here. You're doing this for you. (laughs) We're going to breathe in. We're going to breathe out. Uh We're going to relax and wind down. And with each one of those breaths, We're doing it with intent because God has given us some valuable nuggets for today and we're going to employ grace and grace is going to highlight 
And so all you have to do is listen and enjoy. Let's breathe in and breathe out. <laughs> Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you for this moment of breath and that this breath has life in it. You know exactly what our ears need to hear. You know exactly what our hearts desire to feel. And you also know those little nuances between you and I that tell each one of us how special we are. Yes. So I breathe out my to-do list for the day and I breathe in the nutrients of heaven. Grace, we welcome you. And Jesus, I love that everything good for my life is in your name. Amen. Okay. <laughs> there we go. So I congratulate you, woohoo, for stimulating your brain with new thought, encouraging words. Yes, bravo. You took steps to improve change. And you know, God is going to meet us right here and right now. Mm -hmm. And for the next 30 minutes or so, joy is changing the atmosphere. Yep, I've got my hand raised and I went, yay, joy is changing and filling the atmosphere of more of him for us today. Amen? It's brilliant. So since this episode is kind of a checklist formula, would you do me a favor? Would you make a mental note for yourself to respond between you and the Lord? Just, you kind of make this checklist and you go, oh, uh-huh, yeah, mm -hmm. uh-huh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, this, this kind of, yeah, I deal with this too. And that just helps us actually be really productive in our listening. So today, I am going to share with you a couple passages, but the first one I want to cue up is the story of the parable of the seed and the sower. And we're all very much familiar with that. And I'm going to read part of it a little bit later, but I'm going to compress the different soils today so that we can use them in our little checklist of ahas, okay? Changing today, we're going to change the soil of our destiny. And so we're going to take seeds of our future out of soil that might be less than. See, we're going to take seeds of our future out of soil that it doesn't belong in. So here's a compressed list of the seed. So we have the seed on the road, which is an inferior mindset. We have the rocky soil, and that's the seed that fell, but it had no root to anchor into the rocky soil. Then there was the seed that landed amongst the thorny bushes, and that is attributed to typical distractions. And then there's the seed in the good soil, a conversation that finds consistent and beautiful resonance 
in each one of our hearts. And number two, today we're going to recognize negative behaviors, habits, labels, agreements. And in our recognition, we can pull them out of the soils and we can actually find ourselves being empowered to steward ourselves because we've recognized the root of the negative behavior. And then number three, we're going to remove the permission to cue our emotions, right? No cueing emotions. Those behaviors haven't served us. And so we're going to nix them out of our checklist. Okay, there, we set that up. That's where we're going to go today. So let me ask you this. Let's focus on the really good things and the joys that we have liberties in different areas of our life, okay? I've just got a list here of things that I do, things that I think you do, and we're going to enjoy them for a a minute. We're going to enjoy them. And I want you just to check off, yeah, mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, yeah, that one, mm mm-hmm, yeah. And we're going to acknowledge with great gratitude the wonderful things that Jesus has already placed so freely in our life. Mm -hmm. So I love to take walks and enjoy the seasons. I love to work creatively with my hands, gardening, arts, crafts. Maybe that's you. Hanging out with a dear friend brings me great encouragement. Turn up the music. I love to have a good dance party all by myself. I am so thankful for the hobby my spouse and I enjoy together. Oh, we have such good memories. You know, enjoying a good chick flick, it helps me just to unwind. Yep. I make myself feel really special when I give myself a mani and pedi. And even better, sign me up for a spa treatment appointment. (laughs) Reading a favorite book again and again. It's like hanging out with an old friend. Hearing my kids laugh and enjoying the day. Is there any better treasure? You know, I make my spouse laugh when I do this. And it brings us both joy. When I write a thank you note or a thinking of you card to a friend, ah, that just tickles my heart. I learned so much by listening to podcasts and YouTubes. It's amazing the resources that you can find. I love hanging my laundry outside on the line. Is there anything that smells better than fresh line air-dried sheets. Mm-mm-mm. Talking with God is so encouraging. I love feeling his presence. Going out to dinner is a culinary pinch-me moment. Yes, because I didn't have to cook it or clean it up or do it. So filling my bird feeders. I love watching my backyard birds. They come, they bustle in, they grab a big mouthful. Yeah. Writing in my journal. Ah, if you're like me, I love to have a good cuddle time with my puppy dog. Yep. I'm so glad that I called my friend to encourage her today. 
I can celebrate being organized, even if I just made my bed today. If that's all I did was make my bed, woo! Celebration, yay, I'm organized. Oh, I at least made you laugh, didn't I? So this is just a quick list to bring joy to the front and center in our lives. All those privileges that we have and just to enjoy them or, or recue things that that you're familiar with, you enjoy to do, but you need to make different choices and re-enjoy them once again. Mm-hmm. So this passage, the passage on the parable I was talking about, I'd like to read it to you now, okay? I'm reading from Amir Bible, Luke 8, 11 through 15, and it's right in that spot where Jesus is telling the disciple, what does the parable mean? So God's conversation with mankind is the obvious seed here. Now, I'm going to do a tactical change of the word, word, they say, in the word, right? I'm going to change that word to conversation to make it mm, a little bit more now, life application. I like to just, like God is talking to me right now. I put it in an active language, okay? So I'm going to change the word, word, to the word, conversation. Mm -hmm. So God's conversation with mankind is the seed. The seed on the road means that some hear the conversation and then because of typical inferior mindset, it is stolen from their hearts before it germinates and they remain trapped in their unbelief. So the rocky soil, it represents the ones who hears and receives the conversation with joy. But because they have no root to anger them, their belief is brief and in times of temptation, they fall away. Then there's the seed that landed amongst those thorny bushes. And they're the ones, they also hear the conversation. But in the course of life, the typical distractions that are associated with the pursuit of wealth and pleasures, it suffocates them before any fruit matures. But the seed in good soil, those ones who hear in such a way that the conversation finds a consistent and beautiful resonance in their hearts. They're the ones who continue to bear fruit in steadfast resolve. Hmm. Great. So we are going to keep that word conversation right smack in front of us today. And I'd like to share with you a story and an aha that I found for myself. But before we go, remember we have our seed and soils from above. The seed on the road is inferior mindset. The rocky soil is no root to anchor them. And the seed that landed amongst the thorns was typical distractions. And the seed in good soil is a conversation that finds consistent and beautiful resonance 
in their heart. So allow testimony of the conversations to bring forth any possible identifications in areas of your life. When I listen to a podcast, that is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for Holy Spirit to highlight areas in my life for change. But as he's highlighting areas of change, he also brings the resolve. I always want the resolve. And that is what we're focusing here today. So we have a few things we're going to remove from our checklist because they just get in the way of our joy. Amen? Okay. Reoccurring behaviors. Um, yes, reoccurring behaviors. I got my hands raised up here. I have struggled with certain reoccurring behaviors. You know, they just go around and around and around. And I have brought them before the Lord hundreds of times and asked him, why do I keep responding like this? Mm -hmm. Let me tell you my life application story because what I have learned in ministry over the years is when I'm transparent and I share things that I'm chewing on, that I'm working on, things that seem trying to me and I lay them on the table of transparency wouldn't you agree just Holy Spirit comes in and goes, yes, 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 yes. See, first of all, it lets each one of us know that we're not alone. There's other people that struggle. There's other people that are just pursuing change. And because of our transparency, one to another, because we're family, right? And when family talks about, I struggle with this, then it gives God the opportunity to bring a resolve in. And that's why I call this podcast a workshop discussion on change. I'm an entrepreneur. This you know. I've talked about it before. And um, with that, I have a couple of online businesses. In their growing the online businesses, you happen to notice that there will be an ebb and flow with sales and income. It can be challenging. Marketing, being online takes a lot of work. When sales will drop in a particular portion of the month or even through a whole month or for a season, that doesn't change that our outgo continues to be the same. And then there'll be those bills or surprise bills that come in. And those two things, the ebb that's not flowing, and then your normal bills that need to be paid, that means you've taken that place of risk here and you feel it. What I'm trying to share with you transparently is, is I have been after myself and my behavior of when a month feels stretched out or lacking right there in that place. 
I get distracted. And when I get distracted, um, uh, for instance, my husband can be sitting at the table and he can just say, well, uh, I need to go fill up the car with gas. That's a pretty simple statement. But because of my behavior, immediately when I hear that, it will trigger that. It's like a pinching mentality and attitude right there. And it pinches me. And if I don't catch it at that point, then it will trigger my emotions. And when it triggers the emotions, that's when the cycle begins. And it, the emotions get involved and then we're feeling the distraction. And it can upset the whole day. And if we really let it get out of control, it can go much farther than just a day. So he asked me something simple like, I, I, I need to go fill up the car. I responded. I felt that pinch in the neck and went, Ugh. and I was okay. But then later when I had quiet time with the Lord, I could pinpoint, I could look at that situation and go, Lord, did you feel that right there? Right there, right there at that little response. Did you feel that? He'd go, yes. And I go, why do I do that? Why do I do that? Why can I not get that uprooted, lifted out and nailed to the cross, done, dead, gone? Because it certainly doesn't serve me well. And it doesn't very feel good when my emotions start kicking in. So this is what he showed me. It's a pretty graphic picture, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, a graphic picture. I need to be shaken so I can recognize what the root actually looks like. So I asked him in the spirit, show me what the root of it is in the spirit and why behavior is triggered at that point. And he did. So this is what it looked like. To me, it looked like a large coin purse that was unzipped. It was turned upside down and there were snakes falling out of it. Yuck. Very unattractive. Well, part of me would go, oh God, have we not grown at all here? But the other part of me would go, oh, no wonder I respond that way. But it's what Jesus showed me at this point in time is because I recognized the root, not where the root came in, not from that perspective. It was like what was in the room and was trying to trigger me because I have a visual of it in the spirit I can catch it now. In a lot of the inner healing that I have been through and also implemented and shared with people and led many, many people through inner healing, it's always been that you nail it to the cross, you break agreement with it, there it is, done, out, it's gone. 
but my patterns weren't gone. And that's what I was addressing. So instead of nailing that nasty coin, empty coin purse, unzipped, flipped upside down with snakes going out, it is nailed there. I know that it's nailed to the cross, but I keep a visual on it. I keep a visual on it so that if it tries to walk in the room, I recognize its smell, its stench right away. And therefore, I can tell myself, nope, change. We're not going there. And as soon as I address it, nothing, no part of the behavior cues to cycle again. And the pattern literally, it literally broke. Because I recognize it. It broke. So it didn't set in my brain to cue my emotions. And it was absolutely wonderful. Let me get right back to, to what we were pulling out of our checklist. So sometimes it felt like I was trying so hard to hang on to joy. And joy itself was being attacked. Instead of me coming from the offense and saying, uh, no, I recognize that stench right there. I don't think so. You don't serve me well. You are not loving. And neither are those emotions to myself or anybody else in the room. And that totally changed the behavior. It's like, eh, it's not there. There was no more rebuking it. There was no more telling it to shut up because it didn't even fire. It didn't cue. It didn't anything because I went, nope, change. It was brilliant. So I changed the soil of my destiny right there. It's like my destiny, my seed, the seed of goodness of who each one of us are. I took it out of that inferior mindset and saying, nope, I took it. Nope, you're not going to be planted there. You're not even going to have an opportunity there. I took it out of the rocky soil because that rocky soil never gave it any root system to begin with. I don't think so. And you know those thorns? No, this seed of my destiny is mine, my life, who I am, my attitudes that I want to be. Because this is what Jesus says I am. I'm a positive, happy, with lots of goals, dreams, and desires. That's who I am. So anything that conflicts that, I don't think so. So I pulled out that seed and went, you have no place to be amongst those thorny bushes. No typical distractions. Yep. Even that upside down coin purse with the snakes, that was a typical distraction. It wasn't huge. It was just typical. But it was so typical that it caused this habitation to go ding, 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 and cue again and cycle in my life. No, I pulled the seed out because the only place that that seed of my destiny 
deserves to be is in good soil. And what is the good soil? It's a conversation that finds consistent and beautiful resonance and sound in my heart. I recognize the negative behavior. That was the first thing. I asked God, I need your help with this. The habit, the label, the agreements. And I asked him, just identify it for me. Because once it's identified, then I can steward it saying, no, I don't think so. And then I removed its permission because it's nailed to the cross and go like, nope. I removed its permission to cue my emotions. I removed its permissions to say, emotions, you need to respond this way. Because when my emotions respond, what happens? Usually what comes out of my mouth is tense and not very becoming. And it doesn't feel good to me or anybody else in the room. Because those behaviors, they're not loving to me. No, they don't serve me very well at all. So that's what I did. I changed the soil. I recognized the negative behavior. And I removed its permission by pinpointing it. I can draw you a picture of it. I can even talk about it with you today and say, no, it does not have any place in my destiny. So let me share. This is the reason why. Because this is what I meditate on. Yes, this is what, how God speaks to us. In 1 Peter 1, I love 1 Peter. Can you imagine Peter? <laughs> so he has experienced the death and the resurrection of Jesus, right? And he and now here he is. And remember, there were many things that were hidden in his heart. That whole mount of transfiguration, Jesus says, nope, you can't talk about it, but he can now. And this is the way that I hear Peter when he writes in 1 Peter. 1 Peter 2, your original identity is defined by what God the Father of mankind has always cherished about you. Knowing that your pre-Adamic innocence in spirit would be preserved in the prophetic word and redeemed through the obedience of Christ and the effect of the sprinkling of his blood, realizing his grace and peace exceeds any definition of contradiction or reward. <laughs> realizing his grace and peace exceed any definition of contradiction. So that was where my behaviors were being defined in contradiction. And I was sitting here duking it out with a behavior that was contradictory for who I am. Continuing on. So let us celebrate God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ with articulate acclaim. According to his matchless mercy and tender compassions, he birthed us again when Jesus was raised from the dead. And in him, we are rebooted to live the authentic life of our design while participating in a living hope 
witnessing the Father's expectation of the ages, it unfolds in us, regardless of any degree of contradiction. Mm-hmm. Regardless of any degree of contradiction. See, my behaviors to me were a degree of contradiction, but they say, Peter says, but regardless here, because he birthed us again, he rebooted us again to live an authentic life of who we actually are. So our exuberant joy remains uninterrupted, even at times where you might feel occasion to feel utterly miserable. So this is how he brought us help in those difficult times. Think of your belief as something much more precious than any possible evaluation of gold. Remember that the fire does not destroy metal, it reveals it. So now, even gold is an inferior comparison to faith. It, it takes faith to ask Jesus about a behavior that you want to be removed and destroyed. And it's not, it's not pretend. I'm not stifling it. I'm not putting it under a mat or in a book or on a shelf and saying, no, go away. No, literally being delivered and it removed from functioning in my body, in my life, in my home. That's what our faith in the midst of contradiction. It makes Jesus visible and gives much reason to the testimony, to the stories worth telling. So that's why I'm telling you a story because it brings Christ to the forefront and makes it him visible to both you and me. And that has permanent value. And that exhibits the glory of God in you and me. So once again, I changed where the seed of my life, I changed the soil. I didn't just evaluate the soil and say, nah, that's bad soil. No, no. I took my seed out of the soil. I took my seed out of, off the road that it fell on because it's not supposed to grow and won't grow in an inferior mindset. A seed is not going to grow on a rocky soil that it can't even begin to grow a root to anchor all of our dreams and desires and hopes. And I pulled the seed out of, it's like it has no business. My conversation, the seed, the word, what God says to me, what God says to you has no business trying to be planted where there's thorny bushes. It's kind of like, no. Would I put my destiny back in that upturned coin purse that had snakes in it? I don't think so. See how visual it is? Once I have this visual, this feeling that I could cap it and I could say, no, you have no place for my destiny, none whatsoever. So I recognize the negative behavior before the behavior 
cued in and triggered and started that whole cycle again. Nope, I don't think so. I removed its permissions it, because it's removed. It can't cue my emotions, right? It can't cue them. The behaviors don't change a problem. Boy, I can answer that a couple of times. A behavior does not change a problem. It just causes the problem to cycle over and over again. Amen? So let me share with you one more time. Let us celebrate the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, of you and me, and articulate a claim according to his matchless mercy and tender compassion. He birthed us again when Jesus was raised from the dead. That's where we were rebirthed. And in him, we are rebooted to live authentic life. Authentic. It's like, this is Kristen. This is who I am. This is how I behave. I behave because I look like myself now and in my destiny, in my divine now, in my internal now. I look like myself. I respond like myself. I am like myself. And that is the living hope. That is when joy just explodes out of me. It explodes out of me and touches me to the core. That is such authentic joy. When you can put those nagging, triggering little behaviors to rest and you go, you're gone, you're dead. You're nailed onto the cross, and those are just words painted in a book. They are living words to live by. And that's when this joy just comes bubbling to the surface. Yeah, I'm, I'm touched here. Oh, it took me a while to figure out how to tell the story. Yeah, I think, is this my third time? Yeah. A workshop discussion on change. I am so passionate about change. We are passionate about change because we see ourselves seated in heavenly places next to him. <laughs> and that little old nag and behavior just isn't seated there anymore. And it doesn't respond. It's dead because I'm rebooted and alive in him. Oh, off the script. Well, oh, I got touched. Mm, I pray, I pray that Holy Spirit is wrecking you right now like he's touching me right now. And if you're driving in your car, ah, your angels are taking good care of you. Oh, uh, okay, well, I think we got her done today. I bless you with great joy. Ah, oh, so good. I had to take a minute to collect myself and wipe my tears 
Now let me share with you the result. Now I described an ebb and flow of business, which means your checkbook is moving and flowing, right? Well, since Jesus showed me this, and since I began to identify the behavior, what it looks like, and, and that it was nailed to the cross, and I could recognize it walking in the room, I don't think so. It has changed my sound. I'll put it that way. And I have seen some wonderful things change besides myself. <laughs> that coin purse <laughs> is begin to fill up in a way. I'm going to get all emotional again. <sighs> It just, my heart just gets so touched. I don't know that I can explain it. I'm going to have to lead this one to Holy Spirit to take words that are unexpressible and go across the airwaves and touch you. Yeah. Freedom feels really <laughs> good. Now, just to cue with you, I've got a couple of really exciting guests lined up, so you're going to want to keep a cue in, <laughs> listen in next week and the week after that. I'm so excited. <laughs> God is good. <laughs> I hope you, I know you will enjoy your weekend. Be blessed, be blessed. Thank you for letting me share my heart with you. <laughs> yep, got some good stuff in the show notes. <laughs>